hello and welcome back to our podcast, but a fanfic of a fanfic in itself is a synthesis between Fallout, the popular movie post-apocalyptic wasteland, and Mellow Pony, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with my co-host Weird. Say hello, Weird. I shall forgive you this time for not stating my full and proper title as Sir Weirdington Esquire, but only because we're recording late. <laughs> uh, yes. And and also <laughs> I nearly left the fan on again, which would have been most embarrassing, I'm sure. Yes. Also, we're kind of coming back from an episode where we had to like kind of rush quickly because I was having audio issues, which we shouldn't have this week. Fingers crossed, hooves crossed. Uh, <laughs> in any case, you'll have to do it for me because, again, within the fiction of the podcast, I am but a jukebox. I'm sure we could probably find you a hand with fingers to cross uh, uh, if we really need to in an emergency. I have a couple of those, but they're balled up into fists um, for punching, you see. But yeah, so, so last week we actually missed like a pretty integral uh, plot point that's going to come up like basically right away into this chapter, which is that... We forgot to mention at some point that uh, Hired Gun is taking the deal. She's going to join the His Eyes. She's going to work for House because, you know, she wants to fix everything. That's become her, like, goal. She's going to make things better for at least Serenity's generation, if not her own. And uh, part of that deal comes with, like, new upgrades, including a proper funky cyber eye. Also... I apologize for this, listeners. I have no idea at one point this happened because we were just having weird audio issues. But uh, Hiregun also lost, like, another leg um, at some point. Um, And she's been, like, wearing a makeshift one made by Serenity. And, you know, I only learned about that or, like, remembered about that because, again, it comes up almost immediately uh, into this chapter. So without any further ado, um, chapter 16, One Step Forward. Uh, we get back into the Black Salamander Casino, which I, I'm amazed that I don't remember what the casino was called. It's like the Black Salamander Casino and Hospital. It's like a weird casino prosthesis place, but whatever. Since Serenity is in a much better mood this time around, she is bouncing from wall to wall uh, because she is literal child in a figurative candy store. Um, <laughs> Look at all these half-robotic freaks, particularly <laughs> this guy. How do you prosthetic work? How do your prosthetics work, Mr. Starscream? Really badly! <laughs> I am in pain all the time! <laughs> Which would yeah. explain why he has that voice. Yes. Dear listener, he doesn't have that voice canonically, but I am I am insistent. <laughs> yeah, he's actually like a pretty like jovial, mostly like monotone character, but because his name is Starscream, it's impossible to imagine him constantly <laughs> now that Megatron is defeated, I Starscream. Uh um but you know, I mean like it it makes all the more sense when we find out that apparently all of it all of this was a mistake. Like like Serenity wants wings and uh Starscream has to explain uh that the wings actually didn't work initially. In order to make them function, they had to hollow hollow out his bones. In order to <laughs> hollow out his bones, they <laughs> Yeah. It was just a bad idea all around. <laughs> and um. and so now he is in, in constant screaming agony. But in order to, to function through constant screaming at you, he's high as balls. <laughs> Which explains like a, why he's so mellow. <laughs> uh. Um, uh, 
Uh, he's 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 high as a kite on on medics and mentals, and they have to like do that thing that I'm not sure is technically illegal, like the the the, the runner doping uh, uh, thing of like, and we're gonna empty out all your blood <laughs> and replace <laughs> it with fresh blood. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. he's got a they've, they've they've got to change his oil, and by his oil I mean his living blood. <laughs> Every six weeks or so, he doesn't have enough blood. Um, in in order to to keep him from developing a, a tolerance to any of the drugs that he needs to function. Yeah, stuff like that I think is fascinating because I've talked about this before. But like, the thing that's like the actual cyberpunk nightmare that people just never talk about because it's always about how it's like, oh, I, I never asked for this. This is rubbing me of my humanity. When, like, the actual night cyberpunk nightmare of prosthesis is that, like, oh, yeah, a company just owns you, soul and bone. Because there's not, it's not like he could possibly, like, quit the his eyes now at any point. Because, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's. Because <laughs> um, it's not like there's going to be anyone else with, like, a blood detoxification machine uh, anywhere nearby. Or the resources to, like, do maintenance, let alone repairs. Um, uh, because some of this stuff was invented ad hoc <laughs> to put into him. Um, it's it's one of the ways that I find, like, House, like, a believable uh, villain, probably? Um, or at least, like, bad guy in the setting is that he definitely has all these characters by the short hairs that wouldn't necessarily work for him. Like, he seems adamantly charismatic, but, like... Like he like we get you know we get even more characters introduced in this, but like he seems to be running a pretty tight ship, and I think that a lot of that is because every one of them, every single person under his uh, under his uh, his his employment to live, like they 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 don't get to live unless unless uh, they work without for his him. permission, uh, without his ongoing grace. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good grift. Uh, we get to meet a new character that, like, I was terrified I was gonna hate, but it turns out I love because I I just think that their their dialogue's pretty snappy. But we meet Tight Lips, who is a like really peppy uh, horse um, with like her entire like both of her front legs are um, uh, like entirely cybernetic. She she's she definitely has that like very like like MTV like. Uh, show host energy to me. Hey! <laughs> if there wasn't a camera on me right now, I'd be taking a selfie. In fact, <laughs> click, click. But she and contrasts she's... Megatron pretty well. I'm oh, not Megatron, sorry. Fuck <laughs> Star Screen. No, fuck it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, uh, she, she, she's a pretty, uh, strong contrast to, to both, uh, Star Scream and High Stakes. And mm -hmm. a contrast to herself, because mm -hmm. in spite of being like a fashion conscious Pinkie Pie, she mm -hmm. is a, a mad surgeon and the head of security. Yes, uh, the whole they they do make the line where it's like, "Don't let your looks fool you." She can stomp a man to death if she feels <laughs> like it. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like, I just got like boss fight. Like <laughs> warning signs rail off in my brain. Um, 
Um, yeah, she is in fact a monster with a, with a big smiling face. Yes. Uh, but I I just like I don't know because we also get like mention of another one of the like uh one of the because the idea is that basically like the his eyes are actually like they're they're like lieutenants are actually like proper lieutenants and not like the thing that the gangs have been doing which is basically like you know all power pools to the top and there's no structure otherwise besides that <clears throat> which is pretty realistic for gangs but uh his like the his eyes are run like a company so he's like delegated power down to like a series a series of essentially managers um sub bosses if you will um uh that run different parts of his organization because they know all about uh hired gun basically because they just have spies in the other camps like they just have spies in the other factions which is like yeah why wouldn't you especially if you're like if you're control freak like seemingly like uh house seems to be like why wouldn't you just have just total info like infosec on everyone? Like just just it, I need to know everything as much as Passively. possible. Like, yeah, yeah. but uh, they do mention it's like, hey, you'll probably never meet the guy that runs the 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 spies because if you met him, he'd be doing a bad job. <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of charming, but yeah, um, they basically prep her for surgery like immediately once she gets into the door. Um, we even find out that, like, House himself is going to be, like, doing the surgery himself, which I thought was a fun, like, extra part of it, too. We we find that out from uh, Tight Lips because uh, she wanted to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so excited to cut you open. I was going to goop up your insides. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, apparently this is, you know. It's a sensitive piece of equipment, and it might not even work. <laughs> yeah, it's like an experimental cyber eye as well, in addition to everything else, of course. But yeah, she also gets handed, like, her job, like, basically just before the surgery goes in. Like, hey, so, like, we need to, like... So, because of the, 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 the day of sun- rainbows and sunshine, like, we have a lot of refugees coming in from from Equestria. And a, lo- and a lot of the... And, and not just refugees, but also we get, we're getting a lot of the, like bad guys because they Those don't are the primary form of refugee like yeah. the, the, the socially maladjusted um yeah. are, the, are the primary people who don't feel welcome in equestrian anymore yeah so they they're all running down here and so we have a whole new uh like a, we have a huge bandit gang that's set up in the north and the thing i really liked about this was that like he just he doesn't give her like a specific like what i need you to do like he doesn't care about the bandits themselves his his thing is like okay <clears throat> the part i care about is that our trade caravans they they, they can't have toll fees like I don't, I don't want them to have toll fees i don't want them to like have to pay production money sort that out that's the part i care about i thought that was like that thing that was smart like you know it's yeah tangentially that- doing a good thing but doing it for entirely like self-interested reasons yeah, the current situation is 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 insufferable uh, because the uh, so the specific anecdote is that the um, NCA took notice of this enormous power that has suddenly taken root uh, within their reach. Um, they sent a diplomat, uh, and the diplomat came back with one less ear <laughs> and a map indicating where the bandits claim their territory is now. 
And so this means that uh, either the bandits are going to stay there and impose protection fees, or the NCA is going to move in um, and uh, uh, carpet bomb them and impose protection fee. <laughs> um, yeah. So solve it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, one way or another. Like, uh, potentially, like, even if she does, like, kind of implausibly, kill every last one of them. That would be enough to, like, stymie, like, the NCA, like, m moving in on the area. The NCA are mostly looking to, to, to claim the area because someone's on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, be, 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 because somebody, like, they, they, they can't uh, abide a uh, um, competing power. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, solve it. <clears throat> don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how, but like the first and foremost, the thing that matters is, is like the taxation. That's the part I care about. <laughs> I care about a taxation. true libertarian. <laughs> yes, 100%. If only they'd had the soundness of mind to call it rent. <laughs> Hired gun goes, 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 uh, goes under uh, and wakes up to everybody kind of panicking. Yeah. Oh, we don't oh get you're alive after first. all. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we get a flashback, and it's and it's yeah. a morb. Like I, I, yeah. I do appreciate that. Like uh, all the all the morbs are like, yeah, you know, dreams. Well, and the thing I appreciate about them too is that they're personal. Like they're specifically yeah. about hired gun and her in her relationship with wildfire, and that it does a lot of like, like the thing about it is that like while the first chapter is fine her and Rylefire's relationship is really vague and I like that there's like even though it is like going back and trying to like fix a lot of it it is nice to try and backfill in that like oh yeah they actually had this like big relationship to like kind of make that like early chapter a little bit more impactful frankly uh but yeah we kind of like we get that like uh higher gun has like was very much the like brooding like gentle giant like I will show up and fix all your problems, but don't talk to me. Which I also think, to some degree, because, like, Wildfire lists uh, a bunch of people that she's, like, helped. I think this is also as, as close to Hired Gun has gotten to the concept of flirting um, <laughs> as well. But, yeah, it, this is after, apparently, the first time the Crimson Hoof had, like, done stuff. Um, and... Wildfire's like legs are broken and she has to like heal up and her dad's dead, which is all sort of said in this really kind of like chillingly matter of fact tone. Like they've it's it's passed far enough about it that they've just kind of had to adapt it to like this new life under Raiders um, shtick. And so she's trying to help her because if she doesn't work, she doesn't eat. And if she doesn't eat, you know, she'll starve. And, uh, you know, Wildfire kind of like badgers her about uh doing nice things uh because otherwise she doesn't talk or interact with the camp at all um and she like shuts her up with like an awkward kiss which is supposed to be like the first kiss that she had and like led into the, the relationship proper but yeah i thought it was important because if there's like a thing that's coming up in a second uh so i, I needed to get it down but yeah, yeah she wakes no, up right like yeah she wakes up everyone's like holy shit you're alive <laughs> yeah there was a complication. There was something all, like the thing had to interact with your brain, and there was already an implant in there that, that yeah. had to be taken out first. Uh, also, oh, actually, no, we're missing a, a scene, um, uh, or like a scene in order, because it, when she first wakes up, it's in the middle of the night, 
and she's still recorporating. And she feels the familiar sting of 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 uh, of magic, magic from someone she knows. Oh wait, you are right. My notes were out of order. Yeah, it's alright. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out Platinum Maze has showed up because she's like my friend who also runs the 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 like orphanage showed back up and was like, "Hey, you have some free time," and she's like, "I'm bored. <laughs> I have nothing to do because <laughs> all I do is take care of these children all day." So I'm bored and eternal and lonely. <laughs> yes, so I'm gonna go bother you instead. Yeah, um, and and I really like this scene. I think this scene is yeah. like really strong. Um, uh, uh, HG basically like struggles with it because of a combination of well, we just saw like you know um, the her previous relationship didn't exploded in front of yes. her. <laughs> um, um, and also she has. Ex- like comical problems with self worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is pretty um, common though with these types of stories. Uh, like she is, she's very much like I'm a bad horse. <laughs> I would, like yeah, she's, if, she's like, a... if she worked on a hospital bed, she could like pop up the collar on her leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, she's got the Jotaro like I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. I don't even pay for checks if I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but like the thing is like I, the thing I really wanted to like hammer home on this scene is is like so like the scene is like Platinum Hayes like showed up and she's basically like hey and kind of like because you know they kind of left their like relationship in sort of an awkward like what are we doing here are we like sleeping together are we not like are we going to be in a romantic relationship and like Hired Gun like I think Hired Gun even in their self loathing does like hit on something that I think that is kind of like does sort of like strike a chord which is that like hired gun like she's using it from her own self like her own selfish self-loathing to like justify why platinum haze doesn't actually have any interest in her but like part of it i do think is is that like you're like the only horse that hasn't run away from me uh as an ethereal god horse and so it's not like her like relationship like her like dating pool is particularly deep anyways so well, it definitely is coming from a place of hired gun just being miserable about herself. I do think that it does, um, it does hit something earnest that like, like it might she might be might not be doing it intentionally, and I think that she kind of says as much. But like, hired gun's not exactly like your her first like would be your first go to outside of this really weird specific situation. Um, but the, the other thing that I thought that really stuck out with me that like made this seem like a lot better than just her being like. Ugh, I'm sorry, I'm so broken and fucked up, I can't be in relationships, uh, is that one of the lines that she says that really stuck with me is that, like, she wants to be in a deeper relationship than I do. Uh, like, she, like, Hayes wants to be in, like, a in, a in a romantic relationship, and I don't think I'm ready for that. And the line that she says is, like, um, like, she wants that, but what I want is wildfire. And that really stuck with me because it's not just that she's being self-loathing. It's that she's, she also just, she's had very little time to grieve over her like dead girlfriend. Um, frankly, uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of months or like month at best. And she's clearly still isn't over it because she's having constant PTSD nightmares about the situation that remind her of it. And also, like, she won't let herself like, yeah confront those feelings at all so um, yeah so she no matter how much time it's been she is it, it still hasn't been enough uh time to get over it because she hasn't made any effort to 
Like the the wound is like uh, just been ignored and left open. Yeah, and I mean, but like Hayes also manages to kind of like pretty like skillfully kind of disarm that logic too. Uh, like uh, I I forgot to write down the actual specific line because it was really strong, but like the like, just take it for my word or just read it that like this scene is quite quite strong and that she like sort of just like she sort of disentangles that like uh that uh pretty effortlessly that like well yeah but also like you have to move on at some point like you know you have to confront those feelings at some point and otherwise you won't be able to be like who you are and she sort of like you know makes some some she she makes some you know uh implications about how she's feeling and stuff and uh you know, like, like, higher gun is, like, still, like, really, neg- like, against this idea because she thinks that she'll just destroy the relationship. Like, she even invents a kind of, like, ridiculous hypothetical scenario where she's like, well, it could cheat on you. And, like, Hayes is just like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I like that because it comes from a perspective of confidence that she just, like, I mean, like, part of it's because of just the sheer amount of intimacy that these characters, despite only knowing each other a couple of days, actually have because it it's brought up several times that also i've seen literally all of your memories like you are actually an open book to me like which is <laughs> disarming like she like like higher gun doesn't actually know how to deal with that because she's such a reserved person and she's so she has like i mean she like literally calls herself higher gun now like she's she's created this like in, this persona because that's what it is like it's it's not it's like it's an entire persona to protect herself from getting hurt anymore and Hayes, like, not only can see right through it, like, she's seen how it got formed in the first place. Like, like that is that is such a, like, like, like vulnerable state to be in with another person. Uh, but it's, like, you know, and I think it's strong that Hayes doesn't use it to, like, manipulate her or anything like that. She just uses it to try and, like, genuinely help her. And so they, they live on the, like, they leave the relationship, or, like, they leave with the relationship still kind of being in a vague state, but, like, you know, it's largely because I think that Hayes is relatively confident that they both have feelings for each other and they something might actually grow from that. And Hired Gun's just going to have to think about it, which I think is incredibly mature. And I only really, wanna, really, really want to talk about this because, like, I don't know, like, I care a lot about this kind of stuff in general, obviously. Um, yeah. But, like, I just wanted to go back to PH and, like, how frustrating the relationship writing in Project Horizons was where like anyone with a brain could see that like the main characters are all in this really disgusting codependent relationship where they're not together because they want to be they're together because they have literally no one else. They, they, the characters are trapped in this relationship that they parasitize off each other. And they honestly don't even really seem to really like each other that much when you actually get down to it. Because they constantly, like, BJ is constantly hurting, um, uh, fucking, forget her name, Morning Glory. And Morning Glory is constantly hurting Blackjack. And T21 is also there constantly hurting, uh, Blackjack and vice versa. Uh, Blackjack is also just a monster in general. But, like... It's just, it's like, it's this very strong night and day level of contrast where, like, I think that, like, you know, no one has managed to hit on something really genuine here in this scene. Like, I think that this, like, despite the fact that this relationship is, like, a couple of days old, really, it doesn't, it doesn't come across as creepy or forced. Even with the parts where, like, 
Haze just has been able to see literally inside of her mind. It it's it's only used for like positive uh, reasons. There's there's a, a a big tangent that I want to go down but won't about um, uh, Zeta Gundam <laughs> uh, and and the depiction of of, of psych- psychics in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I won't in favor of uh, I I really want to mention that like what about the other like. Didn't you say that you had a goddess friend like back at the? Oh well, she's yeah. She's my, fr- she's my sister, and also she's, she's really banking on the promises of, of a weird doctor back at Equestria, <laughs> who just says she can make submissive and breedable males. <laughs> uh, Lord help her, she's straight. <laughs> uh... No, I'm sorry. She's she's terminally het. <laughs> It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> but yeah, so. But yeah, like, and so like, like I said, like, I think that Hired Gun is somewhat right in that the, like, it, a Hired Gun really may not be the best option for her, and she might only be making this decision based off of having a really small pool. But also, like, I, I think that uh, Platinum Haze also just sees something in Hired Gun that she likes. Because it's like, like I said, like, being able to see your entire person's memories, their entire past, like, you're going to know really well whether or not you like that person. <laughs> You're going to be very intimate with their darkest moments. And uh, so I think that uh, Hayes does feel like relatively confident in wanting to pursue this relationship. And I think that's just good. It's good writing. Like It's just, it's really strong. A plus. Um, gold star. Uh, but yeah, we should move on. Um so yeah, she gets kind of like a a, a a a like crash course on her own new cybernetic enhancements, uh, which are horrifying subtly, because um, it's like oh yeah we uh, like there's a running gag in it that I that I like a lot and that will that will like cap off in a second, but like she opens up her eye and they look at her eye and they're like, your eyes the wrong color. What do you mean my eyes the wrong color? Yeah, it's green. Oh, that sucks. The fuck. <laughs> And like everybody like, notices it immediately. Yeah, and she she's resentful about it because like it's the only it's the only things that she's vain about on her entire body. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's fond of her eye color. Um, and he, even House when he comes in later says, "Yeah, I actually really love color." I know. <laughs> I really love that even House noticed it because like House does seem like the kind of character who like cares about the image of his like gang a lot. So it makes all the sense in the world that he would like immediately be like, "Huh." That sucks. <laughs> like, damn, I got the wrong eye color. Like, I can almost, like, imagine him going to fix it, like, right away in a really grisly manner because of that, like, image maintaining thing. But, yeah, we get, like, a description of, like, oh, yeah, so, like, your your eye is, like, hooked up to the same power supply that your leg has. Which means we just had to, like, run a wire through your meat. Um, <laughs> it's gonna itch. And she can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that just maybe is just, like, ah, like... That kind of stuff makes me more squeamish than anything. Just the idea of also like, we we you know had to uh, rig it directly to your pit buck. <laughs> yes. Uh, she gets like more of a crash course on how her goddamn pit buck works because she still refuses to learn how any single function of it works. Um, what did you use it before? The radio. <laughs> oh, and a map. Right. I, it has a map function. And like it's just. <laughs> Everyone's just, like, floored. 
uh, anime plot <laughs> uh, turn 180 degrees uh, on the z-axis. Um, I do. I do want to mention. I'm. I'm. I uh, that that when um, uh, they they explain the complications and like what what the hell was that in your brain? Hired gun says it was an intelligence chip. Uh, Flair dies. <laughs> Flair laughs himself to death like yeah. one of the uh, Roger Rabbit weasels. Yes. And that's the end of that character. <laughs> gone, he's gone forever. Like, he, just... he died of leg butts. So sad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish. But I... it... it, uh, it, it uh... He laughs himself silly. Fuck, I don't know what any what this model is, so we had to like deactivate it, and we're gonna like hook it back up to your eye, I guess, because uh, we couldn't remove oh. it. We just had to like work around it. Because as far as I understand, that implant is also holding her skull together, um, which was part of the reason why it needed to be like wired to her to her brain in the first place. Um, well, the 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 eyeball is itself a uh, uh, intelligence modifying device, which, mm-hmm. which may have been the cause of the uh, the source of the feedback so the author doesn't have to like try to readjust like as his characterization yes uh so yeah I, uh well you you survived the surgery um please do something about the thing yeah get to work beat it kid uh, and they do uh uh oh um uh uh, 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 a little before Hayes um, sort of called attention to like uh, sort of sort of mocked HG for um, MedX overuse. Yes. Like, Can you please stop that? I'm worried. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. I don't have a problem. I only have a problem if I don't get enough. Uh, but yeah, so really establishing the 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 growing MedX addiction problem. Oh, she also gets like some questions answered from House because you know. House is old enough to, like, remember shit. Because she asked about Walkirk, the guy that built the city. And, like, you know, he's basically given just some more, like, lower stuff. We're getting, like, we get, like, wranglings of, like, a haunted mountain base uh, that they built up in the mountains. uh, Which is apparently similar to the way, like, the tunnels operate. Similarly haunted. Uh, So that's exciting. Okay, sorry, I wasn't sure. I thought thought the audio cut out again. Um, Regardless, yeah. So... Uh, mountain based playset uh, in the future, very likely. Yeah, th- like I have like my my line in the notes just literally says conga line of past characters, because I really feel like this chapter is partly supposed to be like a kind of like setup of like, hey, we probably won't be seeing a lot of these recurring characters again for a while, so like, here's a sort uh, of like minor send off to one, them. One final thing that might come up in the near future, near future chapters. Um, we, we put a Metal Gear codec in you. Oh, yeah. We, we also installed a thing in your ear. Yes. Um, expect to receive uh, coded messages um, yes. that can be deciphered on your decoder ring. Which I honestly, like, genuinely love because it's stupid. Like, it's stupid <laughs> and dumb, and why would you do that? Um, but it's because, like, it's House. He cares a lot about, like, efficiency and, like, takes this entirely too seriously. Um, so it makes a lot of sense that he would, like, Okay, here's your designations and your call signs, and it's like, bro, we live in the apocalypse. <laughs> what? Who do you think is going to be jamming our radio frequencies? Um, you never know. 
But yeah, so she gets the call sign Star Mare because of the star metal poisoning, you see. Um don't have you don't have to worry about memorizing any of these call signs. It it is it is in your pit book. <laughs> like just just double check the map. Uh But yeah, we get sort of a, like I was saying before, we get like a little basically like a send off to everybody we've seen so far kind of situation. Because I don't think we're going to be coming back to Dice for a little while. Um, but yeah, because we meet back up with, with Batmare and like find out that like Batmare apparently gets smeared in the like the uh, in the newspaper. <laughs> Batmare menace or villain. <laughs> uh, uh, and Batmare, yeah, rolls with it. Um, uh, she's apparently never failed to stop the horse who laughs. Yes. It is true that something horrible will happen if, if she does fail. Um, but HG suggests, hey, how about, how about you try ignoring them? Like, just once? Mm -hmm. And, and focusing all of your, like, kind of ridiculous talent. Like, for example, the fact that this conversation started when you, like, spontaneously appeared behind me <laughs> without yeah. the use of magic <laughs> so so my speculation on that like immediately is that dragon slayer is part of some ma more major like, like there's just some major movers and shakers that are happening in the background that we don't know about yet uh and dragon slayer hired the laughing stallion to keep batmare busy because batmare has that like insidious combination of incredibly talented but very easily distracted by their own comic book bullshit and having like a let's call it a pathology <laughs> let's call it a pathology <laughs> um but mm. yeah so they're easily distracted by having like a villain great scott um <laughs> great caesar's ghost uh and so i think that that like laughing stallion since he's like because you know higher gun basically like nails him as an actor like right away uh, I that's my speculation. I have no idea if that's going to bear fruit, but that's what my theory is: is that he's basically hired to keep the Batmare like busy. That, that seems to be yeah. That 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 uh, that seems yeah. That, that's a that's a very strong assumption. I think yeah. Um and and uh, Batmare um, does take it under consideration. So I, I hope to find out what Parasite Mound is like by the time we get back because that's the yeah. Could, could you like yeah focus focus all of that energy. <laughs> <laughs> On, on on maybe things that probably might matter more. Yes, because, like, Platinum Mount is, like, loaded with crime. Like, more crime you could possibly ever solve. Uh, tantalizing amounts of crime. Um, yeah, as they leave Parasite Mound, they also get, like, a weird... There's, like, a conversation between... They they, they see between, like, the NCA and, and the finishers. Uh, there's a weird callback to an earlier plot point of, like, the, like, gun store that would also sell fake passports is getting slammed uh by the nca um <clears throat> which they like use the time to like steal like a gun <laughs> from the cabinet um during that raid because there's like a weird thing where like serenity like wants this really pretty shotgun because it's painted in pink oh i remember that yeah, yeah it was it's a call back to a much earlier scene but yeah from, like chapter three or something mm -hmm. or like the the chapter immediately um uh, immediately after reaching dice like that's the first that's how we are introduced to dice is uh serenity whining about the the baby gun yeah 
the, the pr- princess's first. Yes. It's got training wheels and everything. Range. Uh Yes, it's 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 Princess's <laughs> first medium range firearm. <laughs> My little shotgun TM. <laughs> With a glitter buck. Um my size. <laughs> now I can kill just like daddy. But yeah, fuck. Um, so off to the north they go. Uh, they, they camp for a little while. We get like a little bit more of uh, exposition. Flair gets caught up on what the hell happened uh, with uh, Hired Gun uh, and Serenity and the, the fact that they killed a child. But it's not like Flair can talk. I mean, that's kind of just what his backstory was. Um, we also get like high stakes is kind of backstory that like makes me hate him more. Like I hate both of higher guns companions and I don't think I'm supposed to, but I really, really hate high stakes after we get his backstory. Cause we get that like, Oh yeah. He, cause you know, we, we learned before he used to work for red eyes army, which is, you know, whatever. But like he took the coward's way out like, he used to be a slave, and apparently he, like, won in the gladiator pit uh, enough fights to get out, which, you know, was kind of seemingly impossible at the time when we, we found out about that in, in, in the I, I, I think that, like, it's... Actually, come to think of it, it is, yeah, next to impossible, which means that he's... He is a dangerous murderer. <laughs> yes. But he talks very, like, highfalutin because he's... He, he basically, like, do, puts on airs so people won't, like think that he's like has like his past is like a weird dirty slave um but yeah it just sucks to like that he he like sold out basically like he he uh he went from slave to slave driver essentially <clears throat> and that and that i'm supposed to feel any sympathy for him at all like really makes me just like not care about the character as much um yeah and instead of uh immediately looking for rude out you just like well <laughs> yeah i mean i'll get fed it's, but it's you know I, a, a upgrade in pay <laughs> but but i do like like higher guns opinion on him which is that she doesn't like high stakes because high stakes is like dangerously pragmatic and kind of a constant reminder of her own internalized bullshit that like is starting to make her uncomfortable she's starting to chafe against that like if her if her soul sense of identity is to survive like what's the difference between her and everything high stakes has done yeah it's it's kind of basically high stakes is her fantasy of herself mm-hmm. it is high stakes is more hired gun yeah. than um uh silver ever will be and it's like, starting like to make this. her uncomfortable which i like yeah and also it goes a long way to explaining yeah, no, this is why he doesn't have any cybernetics and why he is, like, not trusted, why, why he has no, like, route toward career advancement, because I think they can all smell, like... Yeah. Like, funny enough, in a very different way, he is... He's like a concentration camp guard. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. He's, he's like a middle management Nazi. He's, he's exactly the sort of guy who would be, like... Picked up by Project Project Paperclip or the um, near equivalent of the Soviets, like uh, he's he's just a a um, soulless opportunist. Yeah, and and and, and Hired Gun kind of balks at that realization because it's like, oh, you're like me, but worse. 
<laughs> you're me, but way deeper down that path, and that sucks. Uh, and I like that. Like it makes her it makes her genuinely uncomfortable, which I think is a is a strong character moment. It's a good character beat. But yeah, but they get interrupted from this this uh, this uh, this campfire shenanigans because they keep they've been smelling like burning uh, coming down the way for a while now, and it only dawns on them now. It's like, oh, that burning is coming from timber, that town that we knew. I think it's on fire. And sure enough, uh, when they get there, uh, basically do like th- there's a lot of like ambiguity for a little while because they're like being shot up by a sniper from the town and uh, also you know uh still rangers are there i guess uh getting getting uh smashed by this guy uh they eventually figure out that it's grimy the like guy they set up as the mayor for the town uh because he's the sole survivor of the town uh everyone else is either dead or left uh because uh it turns out like it's that thing that like Again, PH could never fucking do, which is that like, once, once this like once, you know, the camera moves off, things continue to move. Yes. Um. And so her instating this, and also wiping out like the like bandit camp with the NCA, and then hosting the NCA meant that they just didn't have any defenses. They just didn't. So all it would all it would take is a swift, a, a stiff breeze, or in this case, steel rangers. Uh, to show up and wipe this town off the face of the map because they want inside the like there's like the timber camp that the bandits were hanging out at that had a bunch of weird technology including haunted wood it's like wood you couldn't touch because it would kill you uh there was and also a floor full of robots yeah and there was like a door that was like a sealed door that hired gun refused to go into and she like tells grimy as much that like well whatever it is they want whatever's in there um and so they get, like, a local legend slash some, like, history, historic information that, like, oh, yeah, so there's, like, speculation that whatever was in that, like, like, what was in that, like, haunted, man- like, mountain base is, like, probably a mega spell. <laughs> there's, like, a potential, like, primed mega spell that's just been sitting in this mountain for 200 years uh within spitting distance to a major like one of the last major metropolitan areas in the setting um that will probably not amount to anything (laughs) nothing bad will probably happen there especially with the steel rangers going to investigate it but that's kind of a fun time like i do i I do always like when there's sort of like knock-on consequences to a character's actions especially like I, i think this really just really goes to like um restate like a thing about hired gun is that she's really sloppy uh she really has a tendency to like only ever try to like stop a problem that's happening right in front of her but anytime anything is out of the field of view yeah she really lives in the now yeah (laughs) and that keeps biting her in the ass is the thing uh but but she's she's also just such a overwhelming force that there's not a lot of like, uh, um, High Stakes himself, like, seems to be, like, sort of caught up in her wake. <laughs> uh, this is also sort of an, uh, it, another interesting note that um, uh, our author Odysseus uh, has really taken advantage of, of, like, with this, like, refugees who are basically all bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. has, 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 has done pr- a pretty clever thing of, like, okay, so the story of Fallout, the, the, main, the main story of Fallout Equestria has ended. Um, and so it's, uh, using 
using that as a good excuse to ramp up conflict. Um, like the, 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 uh, this, this, this wasteland, this, uh, this, this, this outer area that, um, wasn't necessarily touched by the Genesis effect, um, mm -hmm. by the, by the gardens wave, uh, is now inheriting. <laughs> yes. Uh, a, a bunch of leftover problems like raiders, like now we see why a main reason why raiders like wound up not being a problem in the, the epilogue epilogue. It's cause they moved. <laughs> they, they moved to they fled to a place where the sky wouldn't hate them <laughs> yes um yeah they, I, I i can't say they're moving to greener pastures but they're definitely uh um uh moving. fleeing greener pastures <laughs> like the insects they are um but yeah so that's creating a lot of weird knock-on effects which i like it's it's like reasonable like, stuff. yeah like for example bad steer ranges yes yeah. Uh, don't wanna don't wanna confront those fucking those those Applejack fuckers. Yes. Especially when like lightning <laughs> The sky will hate you if you do. Hey, hey, quick question, Steel Rangers, what is your armor made out of? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a thing that does a really good job of like building upon the setting as opposed to sidestepping it. Which again was a problem that PH had all the time, but like yeah. became more like deliberately like rewriting the canon by the end to the point where a character like and I just I, I always bring this up because it's it, it's never not the most galling bullshit, which is where a character like literally says, wow, this is actually even more important than everything that happened in Fallout Equestria. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, well, Ultra Guy, your dick is so much bigger than Clark's. Um. But um, anyways, uh, so the last little bit of this chapter is pretty fun. Uh, like I have like f mixed feelings about this group, but it's whatever. But they they go to like sneak up on Bridal Hope because apparently that's where like they they establish this like raider like concentration is, and you know hi like hired guns real mad because she wants to kick something because of feeling like kind of impotent at this like situation that happened with the Steel Rangers, and higher stakes has to keep reminding her it's like, you know. Reminder, this isn't a kill em all mission. <laughs> We're just trying to sort out taxes. <laughs> if you can negotiate the fees down, you will succeed. Um Yeah. Um so they they go and spy, uh they get caught by like a guy that they like uh hold up for uh, like uh they uh, uh, like I was gonna say, like this is my like one problem with this scene is like like I find these raiders like kind of like impossible to believe levels of hyper competent. Basically, like they were using like the EFS meter on the on the like on the pit buck to like determine where raiders were in Bridal Hope. They got like spooked by a guy who was basically like, "Haha, you see, I knew you were going to use EFS somehow, and we." <laughs> we're raiders who are experienced with pip bucks so uh we just knew to how to evade it's like uh limitation of only being in a specific direction uh which is a another one of those like haha video game moments that like you're like enemy radar only like works in the direction you're facing obviously um but uh and they get the jump on them instead 
I do I do kind of like which, the line. Which only works so long as your opposition never like looks over their shoulder. Like yeah. never 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 yeah. never looks to their left or right. It, it's a very like I knew what you were going to do before you were going to do it type of thing, but like it also relies on I, I don't know, like I think the thing that just kind of bugs me about this specific scene is that up until today, Hired Gun didn't know how her EFS worked. Which means like these raiders were planning on having to engage with somebody that would have experience with the EF. The only okay, so the only believable thing I like if okay. So the thing that fixes this for me, I guess, that makes this more believable, is if next chapter we learn that these raiders are specifically used to dealing with steel rangers because steel rangers also have built-in efs because otherwise there's an incredibly small minority of people who have efs that they would ever have to deal with and that just doesn't really feel particularly believable to me it's my one sticking point with this chapter it's it's like it's not a cinema sins ding or anything like that but it's just one of those things where they're compensating for something that established within this chapter the main character didn't even rely on up until this point so it just doesn't really feel like it makes a lot of sense um but yeah but they get they get jumped by them um because it turns out a bunch there was a bunch of them that i kind of like had like shuffled around her vision cone uh the guy that they caught was actually bait the whole time there is a kind of like grueling scene where they're being brought back into bridal hope and serenity is having a bad time about it because they're being led back into the general store you know the, the the one she was chained to the wall mm. in. Um, it's it's actually one of the really it's a tender moment because it's one of the few times where like hired gun doesn't like fuss about being called Serenity's mother. Yeah, I, I love you, Mama. I love you too, Serenity. Yeah, like it's a completely like you know it's just it's not. Yeah, it's a completely selfless moment in that moment, and I liked that. Um, oh right, actually, um, this the, it it is it is sort of um, it was set up earlier, um, uh, because uh, high stakes and flair were like, hey kid, you're you're really excited about all the cyberware, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd love to take them apart <laughs> and see see how it works and they're like terrified <laughs> and uh and hired uh, uh reflexively beams with motherly pride <laughs> yeah but like she's she's still been you know she's still like hesitant yeah. about saying like accepting the whole mother she, she, yeah she, she was internally hesitant like in in the after uh a, 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 after the fact internally mm-hmm. and and now like in this moment of of high stakes that like yeah of dramatic tension um but yeah and she also makes a quip to herself of like uh man being comically being a comically strong like like uh power lifter just doesn't seem to be that useful in a in a wasteland scenario but yeah we get um they get led into the general store to be to meet up with the like raiders uh uh leader who turns it to be smooth tongue from chapter one bump bump bum which is kind of a funny like comedy beat where it was like wait i thought you were dead i thought you were dead <laughs> like, no i killed you in the version i'm reading like i actually am amused that the the first thing she has to say to him like like surrounded by guns on all like john wick poster <laughs> 
Uh, mm-hmm. the, fir- the first thing uh, uh, that, that comes out of her mouth is, I'll kill you! <laughs> well, no, she, like, specifically says, like, I killed you. Um, oh, I killed you. Oh. Yeah. I misread it. Yeah. I killed you, Oops. and he retorts with, no, I, I, I thought I killed you. I thought the same of you. Yeah. Silver Storm. Yes. Level up. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, no new perk, but uh, uh, tracking stat growth. I like that the events of the first chapter are coming back, but like, oh man, do I not like this character? No, I uh, like so much so that I, I think I, I think there was a lot of um, sort of intent by my like, there was um, cognitive bias in my misreading. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I, but I killed you is is the the response you'd expect, and it puts uh, hired gun. Sorry, it puts uh, smooth. <laughs> yes um in in the position of power here i i really wish it was i'll kill you <laughs> yeah like just seeing his face um but oh well yeah like the the thing the thing i don't like i don't like about smooth tongue is it's a common issue that i have with things where it's it's the issue of like the hyper competent villain that just seems to always have like like hyper competent and feels like sort of like unjustified i suppose which is a weird thing to say about with stories because like like, it's not that he's that much different from House, but he just is just so much more irritatingly, like, undeserved, I guess, from any of, like, the story or reading. Like, he's just some, he's just some douchebag who runs, like, 50 dudes out of a fucking stable. Like, he's nothing. Like, he's, it's such a weird, unearned sense of self-importance. But I can already feel how the story is propping him up to be, like, a legitimate threat that I just don't feel he justifies as being. Um, Like... My dream is like, haha, you see, I'm actually a Machiavellian manipulator. I'm so much smarter than everybody else. My brain is so big. And they just get shot by house like the first time they meet or some shit. Like that'd be yeah, the, like the only good punchline for me is just like, yeah, or, cool. Or by a subordinate like that. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, yes, I too pray for an, an ignoble death. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the dream is probably going to be that Silverstorm like gets some bad like peels them like an apple type situation but the my problem is is that like i just i don't like this type of character in general in stories where they just like they're smug and arrogant and they always seem to have like they're always 10 steps ahead ahead of everybody but like that's just the character like there's no there's no subversion or grit like bit to it like it's not that he's self-assured in his own arrogance and therefore that's why he falls no he just is right like he just is he's 10 steps ahead of everybody else and therefore like he's always holding extra cards you didn't know he had and just seems to like because like the first in the first chapter he had that issue where he was just like well literally did you know i've been converting all of the people in marefort onto my side the whole time including your brother um you moron you idiot you little imbecile uh it it, it does remind me of like I really loved um, the the Dork Knight the first time I I watched it in theaters, but it's deteriorated every single time afterward. Yes, uh, particularly like, man, this is a really one sided like like how is how is how is how is the Bertmern supposed to uh, compete with a jokesmeister who is omniscient? <laughs> yes, well, and he beats him by becoming double omniscient. By, <laughs> I will simply by... hack every phone in Gotham. By building the the NSA machine, 
the 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 maybe the Bush administration had a point. Uh, uh, Inator. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. But anyway. Um. Uh. I don't know why it isn't picking up on the mic because it is very very loud from from where I'm sitting. Uh, Jingles is dragging in another uh, mile high monument uh, <laughs> carved with with flaming letters. Yes. Uh, let's let's turn our attention to that briefly. Yes. Uh, now that you've read chapter fourteen and one of my favorite characters has arrived, I can share you. Uh, I can share some of my favorite heroes art. Art by Pinku. Pinka. I think it's Pinka. Uh, com- commissioned by Equestrian Narrator. Um, we should have a link to... Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have a link. Uh, DeviantArt in, in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, yes. I, I like the, uh, the the giant Pinkie Pie head in the background. Um, I'm not sure that Haze is to scale. I think she should be like much yes. larger than this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but otherwise, it's it's pretty great, and also it features um, uh, the uh, the the back the the cyber back leg, and it also reminds me that hilariously, partly because it's green. <laughs> yeah, she puts the uh, eye patch back on. Yes. <laughs> um, Much to Serenity's dismay, and in fact, the mild dismay of the entire. Yeah, we installed a very expensive robot eye in you. Why? I'll only bring it up for special occasions. <laughs> Serenity has to pressure her to bring it <laughs> to like to, to promise to bring it out at all. <laughs> yeah, which is quite cute. Um, <sighs> Jesus, though, I think that's actually like the end of our chapter, though. But yeah, thank you uh, again for for writing. Um, It'll be included in the show notes. It is it is lovely fan art. I a thing that I always say about um, FOE like the community is well, there's a lot of like bad eggs in the community. There are like a lot of really like impassioned creators here as well. Uh, a lot of people make some really beautiful art, and some people make some very beautiful stories. So like as a general like thanks, I guess like like thanks everyone who who's part of this community that like creates stuff and makes these like amazing works. You know, for free <laughs> for the most part. Um, just because it's just a thing you feel like doing. Um. Good work. Yeah, good job. Glad to have you. Thumbs up. Hoofs up. Um, uh, it gets a two hoofs from me. Um, uh, but yes, I think we should, we should wrap this up. So if you want to contact us, where would you do that? Uh, email us to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Uh, that's, that's, that's the email. Uh, uh, our Twitters are, uh, at Weirdington E and Thou Art Fi, respectively. Thou Art Fi, I should warn you, is extremely not safe for work. Yes. Uh, you will be fired out of a cannon. Um, uh, or at the very least, deeply embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's horny. Yes, we also have a Discord. Like, the Discord link, I think, is still there. Uh, you can check that out. Similarly, like, no minors, but, like, we're also, like, kind of, like, a weird, funny horse community in addition to all the other, like, stuff that's going on in the server. 
we, 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 we have a, a funny horse section. Yeah, it's if, called if Little you're... Ponyville, because I think I'm funny. Um, uh, it gets... It is also... We, we, no minors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. No, no minors um, in general, but that is what it is. But yeah, but otherwise, I think you should play us out. Uh, well then. All that said, onward! From sunshine and rain.